It's time now for Illinois Innovators, spotlighting the leaders in research, technology, and entrepreneurship from the engineering at Illinois community. Thank you for joining us on Illinois Innovators. I'm your host, Mike Kuhn. The nation has experienced two of its most wide-scale natural disasters in the last month in Hurricanes Harvey and Irma. In addition to the lives and properties that have been affected, it too has been a strain on the infrastructure of those areas, from power to water to utilities. As victims sought emergency assistance and friends and family reached out to their loved ones, cell towers and 911 lines reached capacity and beyond, leaving it difficult to call for help. Today we introduce you to TrioVec event, which is demonstrating how geotagged tweet streams can help locate those in most need of help. This is just one of the benefits of this technology. Joining us to share more about it is Chao Zheng, a data mining PhD student at the University of Illinois and a lead on the research. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Mike. So uh, talk a little bit about uh, TrioVec event and uh, this Obviously, the technology is greater than emergency. Uh, that certainly the, been the focus lately with the, with the two uh, hurricanes coming through. But uh, talk about uh, this and and how it began and um, and the, the many benefits of of the the research. Sure. Um, thank you. So, uh, yeah. Uh, first, I'd like to introduce a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Chao Zhang. I'm a, a fourth year PhD student at Dr. Jiawei Han's group at Department of Computer Science at URUC. So our uh, research group has mostly doing research on data mining and machine learning. And uh, for myself, I'm particularly interested in using uh, user-generated content to model people's activities in the physical world, like uh, what do they do at different locations and time, and also what are the emergent and unusual events, and also uh, trying to find the patterns behind their movements and use those knowledge and to uh, support some downstream tasks like uh, location recommendation, uh, tourism uh, recommendation, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so recently we have developed a method called TrailVec event. Uh, this is a method designed for uh, detecting local events from social media streams like Twitter or Instagram photos or Facebook posts and so many others. Um, first, I'd like to introduce a little bit about the background of this method. So uh, this is a very important piece of our research project on uh, summarizing, structuring, and also mining social media data. So in today's world, uh, our world is being explored in a very digitalized way. Uh, with the popularity of the like mobile devices and the, the mobile internet, uh, more and more people are going to different places and sharing what they are doing at different locations and time. For example, if you think about Twitter or Instagram and Facebook, every day uh, hundreds of millions of uh, posts are being created on those uh, social media services. Uh, pretty much anything that happens in the physical world are uh, being shared uh, by the social media users. And this actually turns out to be a very uh, important data source for understanding what are happening in the physical world in our real life. So uh, for the data mining community, researchers have called such social media as the human sensing data because you can imagine the social media users as human sensors. They go to different places, they try to explore what are happening there, and they report the things that are happening on the social media websites. So uh, that's a very important uh, data source for understanding people's activities. But um, on the other hand, for those social media data, uh, they come in a very large size and are very fragmented. 
So it becomes a challenge for people to extract useful knowledge from it. Um, there are two reasons. Uh, first, those social media data, they have a very massive size. So every day, there are hundreds of millions of uh, geotech tweets or uh, Instagram photos or any, any other uh, social media posts. And those massive data, they, they are not static. They arrive in, in a streaming manner. I mean, uh, at any time, people create those social media uh, posts and uh, uh, share them online. Then how to divide, develop very efficient methods trying to acquire useful information from such a massive size of data is very challenging. And uh, the second reason is that those uh, social media, they, they are actually very fragmented and noisy. Um, you can imagine when people are trying to create those social media posts, many of them are just random user bubbles. Uh, for example, some random user may just get up in the morning and then create tweets like, uh, uh, good morning, what a nice day. So such kind of social media posts, they might be in, of interest to uh, the friend of the user, but they are not that important to the public. And even if some, when people are talking about the same event, uh, they may express it in quite different ways. Uh, let's say, suppose uh, two users, they go to the same NBA game of the Cavaliers, let's say, and uh, then one user may use the keyword like uh, LeBron James, and the other might be just, be just using the abbreviation LBJ. They actually refer to the same NBA player, but they are expressed in different ways. Then how do you find the connections or the similarity between those two keywords? That's the uh, very challenging issue. So considering uh, on one side, there are a lot of uh, social media data that is, is very promising to give us knowledge about people's activity, but on the other side, we have those two challenges. That's the motivation of this uh, project. And uh, now let's go to Trailback event. Um, so for Trailback event, it's a very important part in this project. It's specifically designed for detecting the so-called local events. So what's a local event? A local event is basically some unusual activities that are happening in the physical world while influencing a good number of, of, the, of, of people. Uh, for example, a local event could be a natural disaster or could be a protest or even be a concert game, a concert or a game. Uh, those are all very uh, unusual activities, but also attracting a good number of participants. Yeah. So, so how then uh, you, you realize that that social media post is happening from that particular event because it detects a location mm -hmm. where that event is happening? Yeah, that's a very good question. Yeah. So for the... Uh, local events, it always have a location that it happens, right? Then the question is how to find those local uh, local events and also how to loca lo uh, locate those local events. So the data source we use are called the geotag social media because on those social media websites, a lot of uh, social media posts are associated with the uh, geolocations of the user uh, because people can use like mobile devices like smartphones to share uh, where they are and also what are happening then we are trying to use this kind of data to find the so-called local events. Uh, yeah, I can explain more about the technical details about Trailback event. Um, basically, the key idea is that uh, suppose uh, some event, local event happens, then around the location of the local events, some user may use their uh, mobile phone to share the events on the spot, right on the spot. Right? For example, if this is a protest, then the participants of this protest will share the, the events on, the, on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, if it's an earthquake, then uh, people may use their 
phones to take pictures or just uh, some text messages to share about it. And what's interesting is that some uh, research groups in Japan, you know, Japan is a country where a lot of earthquakes are taking place every day. And some researchers, research groups in Japan have shown that uh, those social media posts are actually very, very fast. Uh, even before the government sent uh, alerts to the public, uh, already tons of uh, geotech tweets are published uh, around the location of the earthquake. So how specific can you be? I mean, do you can you get... I'm on the third floor of such and such building, and I'm in, and, I, and I need help. That sort of uh -huh. thing. Uh, maybe you're trapped in in, in a location. Can uh -huh. can can they use that location to help find you? Uh, yeah. So in terms of the lo uh, accuracy of the location, uh, we can't achieve the level like which floor you are at or uh, which specific room you are at. But we can give you a coordinates, uh, which is very close to the center where the event is happening. Uh, let's imagine if it's a protest, let's say it's uh, held maybe around a very uh, large building, then maybe we can locate, okay, the protest is, is happening right in front of the building. Uh, for example, we have uh, done some experiments using the tweets from Los Angeles, and there is actually a protest happening uh, in front of LAPD. Then we can uh, identify the event and also show that the location is exactly in front of the building of LAPD. Yeah, that's the kind of accuracy we can achieve. So what do you, you collect that data. Who, who uses it? Why is it important? And, and what actions can, can people take? Because, you know, I'm at an event, and we see all the social media from that event. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talk about what, what usefulness it, it is once you collect that data. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, our master trail event event uh, is kind of quite general because you can apply it to any social media data, not only tweets, but also like Instagram photos or Facebook posts. As long as you have the social media streams, you can apply our method to monitor the dynamic social media stream. And as long as some event happens, it can pop up alerts that say, okay, this uh, protest is going on here or some uh, disasters are going on there. And then you can send alerts to those relevant uh, people. Uh, and we have, uh, we have developed a streaming method because it's an online method, which means uh, it, it tries to detect those events at its onset. As soon as it happens, it reports it. And if those reports, they are fast enough, you can imagine if it's fast enough, then the government alerts, then people can have more time to take uh, actions. Let's say in disaster relief, uh, when some disaster happens, if we have, if we can report those uh, disaster even several minutes earlier, then uh, that's actually very valuable for the people to take actions. And during the process of disaster, uh, we can also monitor the status at different geographic areas and see what's going on at different locations. So I know one of the concerns uh, in the hurricanes, for instance, was. Mm -hmm. 911 access. Uh, you know, you had people that were trapped by the floodwaters and trying to get through to 911 to say, I'm still here, I still need help. Yeah. Um, but through social media, actually seems in the future could be a better way in those situations mm -hmm. than uh, to try maybe quicker than, uh, than a 911 call, especially if those, those you know, lines are, are blocked and jammed. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think so. Uh, because um, suppose some 911 lines are, because a lot of people are calling into 911, uh, if uh, 
the line is somehow blocked, social media actually provides another way for people to express their situation and also their needs. In this way, we can use the social media to detect the, the things people are experiencing at different things. Um, but I think one, one thing I need to mention is that uh, for trial back events, it's designed for detecting some local events that can influence a good number of participants. If there is just only one or two users that are tweeting about it, <coughs> excuse me, uh, then probably uh, it's very hard for trail back event to detect those local events. Uh, because the whole idea of trail back event is that suppose this is a very uh, influential event, then a good number of users are talking about it on the social media websites, like maybe hundreds or even uh, thousands of people. They are talking about the, the things using different uh, expressions with different keywords, then trailback even try to uh, put those tweets together to form a cluster. Then the tweets in the same cluster, they are talking about the same event. And if the cluster is quite unusual and quite bursty, then we identify as a, uh, as a local event. And uh, the technique we use is the so-called embedding-based technique, which is a very uh, successful technique recently shown for data mining and NLP tasks. Yeah, so uh, the embedding technique is, is kind of uh, trying to learn the uh, vector representations for different units. Let's say if you are dealing with text data, right, you have a lot of keywords, then um, the embedding technique tries to learn the vector representations for those keywords. And if two keywords are very uh, similar or correlated, their embeddings will be close to each other. Mm -hmm. um, in our previous example, if uh, LeBron James and LBJ, there are two keywords that are very similar, then their embeddings on the, in the low dimensional space will be close to each other. Uh, in this way, even if people are talking about the same event using different expressions, we can somehow uh, group those tweets together and say, okay, a lot of people are influenced by this thing, and we can find it's a very bursty and unusual thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, another, a uh, unique feature of the embedding technique in Trailback event is that it's a multi-model embedding, which means we um, not only learn the embedding for the keywords, but also for the geographic areas and the timestamps. Uh, let's think of uh, the JFK airport area, okay? It's a, it's a geographic area, but also we try to map this area to the latent space of the keywords. Uh, because it's an airport, every day a lot of people are taking flights from here and tweet about their flights to airport, then the GFK area will be very correlated with keywords like airport, flights, uh, United, those things, those keywords. And, uh, uh, but on the, uh, on the other hand, for some keywords like uh, film or entertainment, then they might not be very correlated with the airport area then we find the embedding of the uh, geographic area. And why is that important? Because once we have the embedding of the geographic area, we can very easily predict what are the typical activities here around this geographic area. Uh, let's say if some tweets are talking about uh, airport and the flight around GFK, then we can say it's just some routine activities. But uh, if someone talks about like a protest or disaster, then we can very easily say, okay, this is very unnormal. This is quite unusual because on normal days, people don't talk about protests here around the JFK. Then we have more, uh, more chance to get those unusual events. Yeah. So I think a lot of social media, they use the, the use of hashtags. That's right. So in this case, 
Mm-hmm. You wouldn't necessarily have to use a specific hashtag to be able to cluster mm-hmm. uh, comments or on social media mm-hmm. at a particular location. Uh, yeah. Uh, hashtag is a very important source on social media because usually compared to normal keywords, hashtag carries more meaning because usually it's kind of some uh, influential, uh, influential thing. Uh, but in this work, we don't specifically focus on hashtag because uh, in addition to those hashtag tweets, a lot of tweets are also talking about some important events but without hashtag. Then how can we still grab useful information from those uh, tweets without hashtag? That's the challenge that we also want to solve. So you cluster the social who has who has who has access to that? And you know, let's say I'm interested mm-hmm. uh, maybe in finding mm-hmm. what's the reaction, mm-hmm. uh, what you know, what are people happy, sad, angry, whatever mm-hmm. at a particular time? Mm-hmm. You know. Can I find out that kind of information, and and how do I have how will I have access to that to that cluster? Okay, uh, so in terms of data, uh, currently we are actually collaborating with uh, GIS group, uh, geography uh, geographic information system uh, group. Uh, the group is led by Professor Shaowen Wang. Uh, their group is actually trying to use social media to understanding the geography. So they have a very large cluster. Uh, that are continuously collecting data from uh, from Twitter, and uh, we are collaborating with them, and then they share with us about uh, three months uh, geotech tweets in the United States, and we use those uh, data to uh, do our experiments, to implement our method, and also evaluate its its performance. And uh, in terms of uh, uh, how those data are accessible. Uh, we have published our data on our website, so if you want to play with our master, you can uh, just download it and try to run it and see uh, what kind of events you can get from it. Another very interesting question you just raised is whether we can like emo- evaluate the, the emotions, uh, like whether they are happy or very sad, uh, those, those sentiments of the people. Uh, uh, the answer is no. Uh, currently, our master cannot do this kind of job. But I think there is a very important direction in data mining called uh, sentiment analysis that tries to, based on the text messages of the uh, content, then try to infer whether it's positive or neutral or negative. Uh, yeah, so that's another very important direction. The other question I might have is, in, and I guess social media, yeah. um, if you're looking specifically Facebook, mm-hmm. if, I mean, it seems like it, there's a certain privacy that, that I have, but um, I think more and more people are understanding that once things are out on social media, mm-hmm. it's not really that private. You still, you know, what what uh, materials can you collect yeah. um, and still maintain the privacy of, of individuals? Yeah, uh, that's also a very good question because actually privacy is a very uh, serious concern from both industry and also academia. And uh, uh, for our project, we uh, actually do not have those private tweets because on Twitter, people can just set different privacy uh, levels. If they don't want to share their uh, tweet messages, they can just say, okay, I don't want you to crawl my data. And uh, what we use are those uh, tweets that are available through its public API, which means the users allow those uh, tweets uh, because when they sign up, they actually uh, sign a agreement, user agreement form, then they allow the, the company to uh, make the data public 
for different research purposes. And we are using the public APIs to crawl those data that the user agree us to use. And also to uh, ensure we don't violate, violate uh, privacy when we are trying to use the data, we uh, anonymize the user name. We only use their ID, but we don't know who they are or what their job is. So getting back to natural disasters, yeah. um, how can data mining, social media mm -hmm. help in, in natural disaster situations? Um, and then I would assume down the road you're talking about training emergency mm -hmm. uh, personnel about how to use this method. Okay. Yeah, so for a natural disaster, um, yeah, the very important thing is when people are trying to find natural disasters, they may have different needs, right? Because maybe some people live in the uh, West Coast, they may find some natural disasters, and also people on the East, they also uh, want to find some other things. And for, and for some uh, other uh, applications, people are even uh, focused on specific uh, events like uh, uh, like the sports game or other things. So one thing we are very interested in is how to organize the unstructured social media into a structured database so that people can select the data they want to use for their thing. Uh, for example, if you can organize those things into different uh, like geographic hierarchies, then uh, people can just monitor one specific geographic area they are interested in, and once uh, there is an event happening, they can easily use, they can e easily retrieve the data from the database and uh, use the data to find the events happening in that geographic area. Uh, so yeah, that's a very important direction we are investigating. I think the challenge uh, mostly is the organization of the text messages because for geographic locations, you can easily organize from country to state to cities and things like that. Uh, but for text messages, because they are very unstructured, uh, then you need to find the latent topics uh, uh, among those uh, text messages. Maybe you need to create a so-called taxonomy uh, that organize those things into different uh, uh, topics or concepts. For example, maybe the root concept maybe the represent all the activity of the users, and then you can uh, zoom in. Maybe some about food, some about travel, some about uh, like entertainment, and also for food, you can even further uh, go uh, zoom into like uh, Chinese food, Japanese food, and other things. And once you have such a well structured database, uh, let's say some some users are interested in the Chicago area and also interested in maybe the uh, food related social media, it can easily grab those. Uh, social media published in Chicago talking about food and then do their analysis. So let's just say <clears throat> I'm on a corner of this street and that street, and I want to know mm -hmm. what are the places that people are talking about to eat. I'm looking for you could use this to be able to say people are talking, a lot of people are talking about going to such and such a place. Maybe that's a place I should check out. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Actually, we have a very related work on this issue um, because uh, trailback event is more about detecting those emergent and the very uh, unexpected events. But besides that, there are also very uh, common or daily activities that people are sharing on the social media. So one project we have been working on is trying to use social media to model the typical activities at different locations and time. Uh, for example, if you give me any location as uh, or at any time, I can find out typical activities there. For example, on the Green Street, 
and it's 6 p.m., what are the typical activities there? Then our master can grab things like uh, having dinner or drinking and those stuff. Where uh, you can also do it in another way. You can say, okay, uh, I want to have, have a drink with my friends at 9 p.m. Then in this case, you can use some keywords like drink and friend, and then also a timestamp like 9 p.m. Then our master can recommend to you the very relevant uh, point of interest or POIs to you, maybe some bars in the downtown Champagne then for you to enjoy. And the, the, the idea there is that we have collected the uh, user's behavior from social media sites like Twitter. And on, among those data, a lot of people are talking about their activities at different locations, right? Uh, some people are saying, okay, I'm enjoying the food here. And some say, okay, I'm enjoying the drink there. And uh, we have the text message. We also have the places. We try to map the text message and the places into the uh, same latent space. And uh, if one place is very uh, correlated with some activity or text message, then their uh, representations in the latent space will be very similar. Then you, based on those latent representations, you can easily do the cross-type retrieval. You can provide uh, a location to retrieve the relevant text messages, or you can provide some keywords to, re re to retrieve the very interesting places for you to go. So yeah, I think that could be a very powerful tool. Well, you mentioned testing it out. Mm -hmm. So how easy is it a, a method to use for common people? And is it available to, to, to test out at this point? Uh, you mean the evaluation of the method? No, just the, the method itself. If I wanted to take your method mm -hmm. and uh, use it for whatever purpose, is, can I currently have access to it? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, currently the method is, uh, is in, in its demo version because we have implemented method, but I think... Uh, it's not very easily usable for the users. You have you need to have some computer science background. You okay. you need to know how to run the program. But uh, we are developing a system that trying to take the social media. We are creating a website. So basically, the system is about you take the social media data, you structure them into different. Uh, I just as as I just said, some well defined structures. Then you can select any geographic area you are interested in. Then you can explore what are the typical things happening in this geographic area. And also, you can, uh, if you want to detect some unusual events, you can also select some period and see what are the unusual events during this period. And uh, I think if we have the, that system done, uh, the general public can have very easy access to our method. What's the future look like in terms of data mining and um this sort of thing where, where do you where do you see it going two three five years from now okay um, yeah this is a very important question uh, this is also what are we are thinking about uh, as, uh, as as we researchers we are thinking about what are the difference we can make what are the important things we should address I think there are a lot of uh, important future directions but I think I can talk about maybe three of them that I think uh, that sh uh, we should pay more attention to in the uh, near future. Um, the first direction I think we should pay attention to is the uh, integration of multiple data sources. Uh, because when people are sharing their activities using either social media or even blogs or travel logs or other sensor data, they are creating those data in quite different forms. Some people are using text messages. 
and some people are using like images or videos, and also even some uh, sensor data from mobile devices, they, they can imply some very uh, unsure events or unsure activities as well. Then how can we somehow integrate those data from different sources to understand people's activities uh, in the physical world? That's the uh, very uh, important and challenging direction to go. I think this should be a very uh, interdisciplinary area that calls for the efforts from the data mining researchers, from the NLP, natural language uh, processing researchers, and also computer vision researchers and sensor network researchers. Uh, this is the first direction I think that we should pay more attention in the near future. And uh, the second one is how, how should we organize those massive unstructured uh, social media so that people can easily uh, acquire information from it uh, based on their needs. Um, as I just said, the social media are mostly unstructured. They have very freestyled uh, text messages or images or videos. Uh, if we can somehow um, organize them into a structured database, then based on people's different needs, they can access the database to retrieve the information they need. And based on their end tasks, they can very uh, easily use the retrieve data for analysis. This is the second thing. Uh, oh, yeah, one thing I also need to mention is that in addition to structuring, uh, we also need to somehow find a way to summarize the massive social media because in many cases, people don't want to maybe thousands of tweets talking about the events. They, want to, they may just need a few uh, sentences or a few keywords that they have a very concise understanding of what are going, what's going on. So how to summarize those unstructured data from the uh, social media corpus is also very interesting. And uh, I think the third direction uh, that's very interesting and uh, very powerful is that can we develop some intelligent uh, mobile robots or per mobile personal assistants to help you uh, based on the extracting knowledge is also a very important direction. Uh, now that we have the social media data, we can extract knowledge about what are the activities people are doing in different locations and time, and also what are the unusual things that are happening. Then if we have a, a mobile app installed on your smartphone. It can track where you go to, uh, which restaurant you go to. Then you can infer your preferences, like mm -hmm. uh, which kind of food do you like, and also uh, what, what would you, uh, where would you visit at different time in the day. And then if we have such a, a personal assistant, it can, uh, based on your preference, recommend uh, uh, useful information for you. For example, whenever you want to have some food uh, at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., you just take out your phone, then the personal assistant could suggest to you some uh, interesting, uh, some delicious restaurant you might be interested in, then you can just hit, okay, I accept this or I decline this, then you can take further interactions with you and uh, give you some relevant information. I can see this, a lot of commercial applications down the road as well where businesses can can use that personal preference then to to make wise you know choices for you yeah exactly i think it has a lot of commercial applications well thank you very much for uh joining us it was you know, we look forward to the future of data mining especially when it um <coughs> refers to natural disasters and mm -hmm. you know there are other fun useful uh, applications as well down the road and thank you for sharing thank you i really had a great time here
Awesome. Uh, that was Chow Zhang, a data mining PhD student here at the University of Illinois and a lead in Trio VEC event. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Mike Kuhn. Illinois Innovators is a production of Engineering at Illinois. All rights reserved. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or SoundCloud by searching Engineering at Illinois. We hope you'll help grow our corpse of listeners by leaving a favorable rating on iTunes. Thank you.